Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 151 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on October the 30th, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and this week my good friend and uh, co-host Peter Mandel is currently um, getting ready to sojourn down here to Orlando with his family, taking that big two-day road trip from New Jersey to Orlando. So I have two guest hosts with me today. It's, it's going to be three men in the mouse today. Um, unless one of my co-hosts is secretly a mouse in disguise, in which case it is still two men in the mouse. Be, yeah. Okay, so uh, from I'm very excited for this, folks. From the Disney Dads podcast, uh, first, also from Three Sheets to the Mouse, we have Jason Odegaard. Kevin, how are you? My friend, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. This thank, is quite the honor. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. I really, I've wanted to have you guys on for a while. And also joining us from the Disney Dads podcast, it is Justin Suter. Hey, thanks a lot, Kevin, for having us. Oh, I am so super psyched. Uh, folks, we are, oh, I guess I can say, we are three lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Guys, I just completely pulled the curtain back and ruined it. You saw that I read this off my phone every week, and I don't have it memorized after 151 episodes, but... You got <laughs> this down, though, man. I'm loving it. It's... it's, it's Pete laughs at me every week because I have to read it. And when I try not to read it, it goes horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> so, you know, before we dive into the news, I wanted to touch on your new show, the Disney Dads Podcast. So, you know, I talked about it a little bit um, a couple, uh, two weeks ago, but I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about the show a little bit. I know you guys got something special coming up, so I wanted to give you guys the floor and, uh, you know, let me sip my drink while you guys uh, inform the audience a little bit. Because your show, it's it's top notch. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I, I, think, I really think the, the audience will love it as well yeah thanks kevin we appreciate it uh you know jason and i were talking back and forth about we would sit and talk and we thought let's put this together and a bunch of dads and our perspective on how a disney trip goes with us and uh we just decided to sit down one night and put the first show together and just kind of blossom from there and it's it's great communities like yours that have inspired us to uh to jump into this podcasting game and uh, we're just really excited to get it going. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. And I really like it. You know, you guys have a family friendly atmosphere. You, um, you know, and, and it's, you guys are kind of like the unofficial Disney dads panel. You know, Cause Disney's got the mom's panel. Yeah. Yeah. We all got our opinions. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> all right, well, so now you guys got something um, special coming up this week currently, right? Well, it's going to be the show that's going to drop next week, Kevin. And, and, and thank you for asking. Here's what we got going on is, you know, I got two boys. I got a, a five and a seven-year-old, soon to be six and a seven-year-old. And, you know, they continually hounded me, Dad, you know, when are you going to make a podcast that we can listen to? And um, and that's I think that's what started like the whole uh, Justin and I really wanting to um, uh, to collaborate and, and, and make something happen. Um so what we're going to do is we are going to, and we've already started, we're going to Imagineer 
a ride from the ground up at the new Toy Story Land. Interesting. Okay. So, but here's what it is. We each individually, Mike, Justin, and myself, sat down with our children, and we let them help us, actually not even help us, let them build it with us. Wow. And what we want to do is we want to extend that invite to your audience. We want them, actually, Justin, why don't you, why don't you tell them what we want? Yeah, just c- come over and join us on our Facebook page and give us some of your ideas about what you and your kids might come up. Because I've got a five-year-old little girl, and I hope the laws of physics are out the window. Because <laughs> she's like, all right, we're going to uh, walk on the ceiling, and then we're going you know, to do this and this. And I'm like, all right, we got to. We got to dial this in just a tad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make sure they over... stay within the budget, and you know, like yeah, you know, exactly. yeah. You know, adhere yeah, to OSHA exactly. standards while during construction <laughs> and whatnot. And... <laughs> but yeah, so come over and join us. We're over on Facebook. It's Disney Dad's podcast. Uh, easy to find, and yeah, we'd love to hear some of your ideas on what you and uh, your kids would do uh, with that, you know, with that ride in that new land that we're really excited about. That's and we're going to showcase them, Kevin. I mean, it's uh, we we're going to uh, go over a couple each week. Depending on how many we got, we want to go over every single one of them. You know, we want to just give a little 20-second blurb. We want to hear your ideas because it's a great opportunity for a family to sit down, talk Disney, and create something. That That's really super fun. And what a, what a cool Disney bonding experience that is, like, to sit down with your kids and, like, like let's create something. Let's, let's use our imaginations. Let's delve into our creativity and create a ride. I think that's a fantastic idea, and I really commend you guys for doing that. That's... Real, that sounds really, really fun. I can't wait to see it. It takes a lot of patience. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as, as the only one here that's not a dad, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> so, and that's not coming anytime soon or ever. Uh, but <laughs> the um, Okay, so uh, you guys ready to hop into the news? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right, the news this week, as always, brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always reach Dave Weikert for all of your Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando needs at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Okay, so hopping in, uh, we got no worldwide news this week, but we do have some Disney Springs news, and you guys know how near and dear uh, the world of Disney Springs is to my heart. Uh, yeah, I got to see the uh, the piano player you've talked about oh, multiple times last isn't week. It's so cool. It's always a different that piano player, so, too. Jason, it's have so you seen awesome, that? Man. I, no, I have not. I have not. What, what was he? What were they playing when you were? Uh, and where were they? We caught him. Multi- we caught him multiple times as we were going. We were kind of uh, um, hopping around the different places over there, and uh, it, he was playing Piano Man once. He played. Uh, what else did he play? Uh, I don't really remember, but ben, no, I mean, played, that's just last time I saw him, he was playing Benny and the Jets and I like, I like, yeah, lost yeah, actually, it. Yeah. I mean, he, it's just, it's unreal how he just, he's just roaming Disney Springs. Yeah. It's a, it's a piano. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, it's a piano on wheels that, and I, I, for the life of me cannot find the guy that's controlling it. I don't know if it, like it, but it just, it moves, it meanders around while the guy or gr- guy or girl, it's it's dependent on who's out there that day, plays the piano and sings really, really well. And it usually kind of sticks between the area of World of Disney over there by World of uh, Poutine. And it goes down that little stretch over toward Blaze Pizza. Mm-hmm. So, a.k.a. my stretch of happiness, because it's got World of Poutine, World of Disney, uh, Deluxe Burger, and Blaze Pizza all within like striking distance of each other, which are like, that's <laughs> my little corner of happiness. <laughs> yeah, we were determined to find the guy, so we stood there. Oh, he wow, was wearing... you, you sought him out. We saw him, yeah, yeah. 
he's wearing a first time visit button, had two bags <laughs> and a book bag on. And oh, he's just funny. kind of hiding hiding back behind poles and like kind of meandering around with him and things like that. So oh, fantastic. Okay. So you definitely did see the guy who's controlling it. Though. Oh yeah. See, yeah. I must've got his hand in his pocket the whole time. Ah, uh, see, I guess I just wasn't really looking that well. I, I got to figure like you're that far back and you're controlling something that's moving through crowds. Like that's gotta be a really stressful job. Like, like if you think your job is stressful, imagine trying not to kill five-year-olds while like <laughs> controlling a thing in your pocket with a moving piano. Like, I, I can't, I can't even imagine. But uh, there is news of a new uh, rest- a new series of restaurants uh, coming to uh, Disney Springs. And I'm really excited about this because, first of all, it's Italian, and I'm Italian, and I love Italian food. And there's different levels to it. Like, you got, like, a, a snack location, like, a quick service location, and, like, a, a, an actual restaurant. So these are going to be right adjacent to the Edison, which is right there in the landing as you go over um, the bridge by the STK Orlando, mm-hmm. right before you mm-hmm. get to the mm-hmm. hangar. Uh, so Maria and Enzo's is an Italian trattoria set in the town's storied abandoned airline terminal from the 1930s, now transformed into a restaurant. The dining room is open and airy, featuring 50-foot ceilings with views of Lake Buena Vista. The, resort, the restaurant interiors showcase artifacts that reference air travel of the time with maps and historic flight paths. So kind of like the hangar, I guess, kind of like aviation-themed. Um, the menu's inspired by Sicily, which is great. That's where my family's from. Uh, with a range of family-friendly dishes. Um, here we go. Arancini di carne, which is rice ball stuffed with meat. Melanzane parmigiana, eggplant, which is eggplant parmesan. Um, and handmade pastas. Um, a bunch of other things I can't pronounce. Served table side. Other highlights include fresh fish, richly flavored steaks, and chops. Now, they also have Enzo's Hideaway. And this is the one I'm excited about. It's a speakeasy. It's, Very cool. Yeah, it's a speakeasy inspired by Roman aperitivo bars located in the storied Rum Runner tunnels that adjoin Maria and Enzo's. So this is going to be like it's underneath. Um, th- there were these like there's like this underneath area by that bridge there that was rumored to become the Neverland Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they decided to go with a speakeasy kind of thing. So for those of you that don't know what a speakeasy is, during Prohibition era. Um, uh, times when alcohol was outlawed, uh, they would have illegal backroom bars in legitimate businesses like pet shops or um, things like that. And there'd be usually there'd be like a secret door or something in the back, and you had to give a password, and the the wall would like open up, and there's a bar back there that was hidden from you know the cops or you know hidden from the cops. They were probably paid off, but um, yes, I love the idea of a speakeasy. They, they yeah, actually- that's awesome, man. I. I would love to see that. I mean, that's what Disney Springs is doing with bringing in all of the uh, the the different bars and restaurants that have all the theming is just it's knocking it out of the park. And I like how they're tying it into the story of Disney Springs as well. This is and it's inspired by Florida's true history of rum running. Uh, Enzo's Hideaway will pour Prohibition era cocktails at its tunnel bar and serve a casual menu of hearty Roman dishes such as the city's legendary. Bucantini alla carbonara, which is hollow spaghetti with a creamy egg and panna cotta sauce and pancetta sauce, and tonarelli cacio e pepe, which is square cut spaghetti with pecorino and black pepper. So that is that sounds awesome. They actually they have a really cool place. Uh, if you guys ever venture out of Disney while you're here in Orlando, there's a really neat um, bar up by the downtown area. Um, it's called the Geek Easy. It's literally in the back of a comic book store. <laughs> the I love it. The so the 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 shop is actually just called a comic shop, 
and it's mm-hmm. right there by Florida, um, by Florida State University. And you go in, and there's like a brick wall in the back, and you know you give like whatever password is there for the night. The back, the brick wall opens, and there's a giant bar with like huge screens and TVs back there. It's like a sports bar without the sports. That's super cool. It's and it's all geek themed. There's a big, huge thing of the Ninja Turtles behind the bar. Like there's paintings of superheroes and superhero symbols everywhere. It's the cool. They do karaoke. They do trivia. Um, uh, it's the coolest place in the world. I love it. Well, yeah, second that's coolest. awesome. Not on Disney property, but um, probably my favorite place outside of a theme park. <clears throat> so the last place coming is called uh, Pizza Ponte. P-O-N-T-E. I don't know how to pronounce that, but a fast, casual concept and the perfect place for quick bites serving pastries, pizza, Italian sandwiches, and espresso. Pastry specialties include bomboloni, which is Italian donuts, sfoglia di, ris- di riso, which is pastry with rice cream, and tiramisu. Savory items include signature triangolo, which is stuffed pizza bread, and those come with sandwiches, um, porchetta, which is roast pork, and pizza al taglio which is a Sicilian-style pizza by the slice. Do you know if that's a sit-down, or is that going to be a quick service? That looks like it's a quick service. That looks like a grab-and-go kind of place. But, gotcha. Yeah, I'm wondering. that You have that and Blaze. I mean, you're not going short on pizza if you're going over there no, anytime but I'm, soon. I'm assuming that's going to be like crappy like Florida pizza. Right. Um, yeah. I, I'm probably... Yeah, if I have a choice, Blaze is always going to be where I go because... You oh, know. it's... Did you that's eat? That's the best quick... One of the best quick services on property. Yeah, did you eat there? Oh, all the time. My uh, my wife, man, she can eat pizza every meal. Like, right. She's not. So we're always going over to Blaze. Jason, did you do Blaze yet? No, we have not. Uh, no. do, do you get over to Disney Springs? You don't. We right? got over to the. You know what? This last trip. Uh, when were we there? A couple weeks ago, Justin. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, I saw you, Kevin. When yeah, we were down you were there. There. Um, the uh, time just escapes me. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. The we made it to Disney Springs um, one time, and that was just to. Uh, buyer tables in Wonderland. Okay. So mm-hmm. we we just ran there. It was the first time I've seen it since it's been completed. Mm-hmm. I was highly impressed. I really liked it. It's it's gorgeous. My friend who uh, used my friend um, who used to live in L.A. told me that that's what L.A. looks like. Like that's kind of like what walking around L.A. is like. Um, did you go to the um, the guest relations there? The big yeah, the big one in the middle. Yes. One of my tips I always give people is when you have to go to guest relations for something, go to Disney Springs. It's not as crowded. You get you don't have to wait in a long line. You give them your phone number. They text you when you're ready. There's couches there, you know, and there's a lot of people in there helping you. So it's much better than trying to like sit outside like the window at Magic Kingdom or at Epcot. And like those are terrible. I hate waiting for those. But if, you right, know, and they got the courtesy water also, which is nice. Yeah, you they know, do. the little I mean that's that's huge. It's yeah. huge on a hot floor today. Uh huh. And even in not a, all Go ahead. Go ahead. It was, Not only that, but if if you go over there, <laughs> sorry about that. If you go over there in that one, did you have you done the photo pass over there? Um, you mean like further down by World of Disney? No, no, no. Inside of Guest Relations at really? Disney Springs, I never saw that. Dude, they have three. They have three green screens set up in there, and you can go in, and they'll put all kinds of backdrops behind you. Huh. So you can go in and do all kinds of uh, different shots, and they just goes right on the magic band and you can have Cinderella castle behind you. You can have Tinkerbell behind you. You can have all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. They, they have that. They have something like that kind of down by um, the other side too, over between the co-op and uh, gear. That's what I'm talking about. The guest relations there. Oh yeah. Well, guest relations isn't there anymore. 
Oh, it's not. They moved no, it, really. No, Guest Relations is actually right outside Blaze Pizza and Deluxe Burger. It's right outside Deluxe oh, Burger. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's the, a giant the, the building, building now. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. do Guest Relations over in... That's just a PhotoPass location now. So, gotcha. yeah. I, I was like, do oh, they have two of them? But yeah, no, they have they have that one. And that's also where... Because that's where I exchange my fuel rod when I'm in Disney Springs. Cool. Fuel rod, which is still one of the greatest purchases you can make on Disney property, which is the... Agreed. The, did you get one? Absolutely. 30 bucks. Agreed. Yep, 30 bucks. You can swap it anytime for a fresh one. It's I mean it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um yep. <clears throat> So, uh all right, moving on to water park news. Uh so if you were visiting Walt Disney World this week, uh you might be out of luck if you're a water park fan. Uh, Typhoon Lagoon actually closed today due to low temperatures. It's been really cold here lately. I mean, probably not as cold as where you guys are from, but <laughs> this morning was like 40 like in the in the low 40s. Um, and then it only got into the sixties today. So not Kevin, this... <laughs> good. Sorry. Good. This is one of, one of our favorite things we, we do on Disney dads is to give Jason our time. Cause I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. So we oh, have similar okay. temperatures to you. Yeah. And just to look at him and tell him how cold it is in the sixties <laughs> during the day as he has a I, foot of snow. I walked in snow today <laughs> on the, on the way back. I, I called Justin on the way back from work today. And I said, well, you wouldn't leave the slush and snow on the roads right now. They're horrible. Meanwhile, That's my life. So May next year. I was like, it's so cold today. It's like 55. <laughs> I was wearing this big like Canadian red flannel sweater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they are uh, closing the water parks due to that. Uh, so... Uh, Magic Kingdom news. The Jingle Cruise returns uh, this week. The Jingle Cruise returns November 2nd. So that's a really quick turnaround because I don't believe that they closed down. Um, but as, have you guys ever done the Jingle Cruise? I've I'm never pr- done it. I'm pretty bitter that I didn't do it last time. And if my wife, when she listens to the show, I'm probably going to get right. a text. And I'm still <laughs> bitter that we didn't do it. Just so it, it was just a time thing. We didn't have time to do it. It was such yeah. a short trip when we did it last uh December or uh, November when we went. Yeah. The Jingle Cruise is, I love it because it's like a brand new Jungle Cruise. It's like, it's like a, it's the same ride, but completely revisited, completely revamped and awesome new jokes. The best joke I ever got was it was the last year of the Osborne family spectacle at Dancing Lights. And we go to the backside of water and it's nighttime out. So they got the boats all lit up and the skipper goes, and ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the, you know, the ninth wonder of the world the Osborne spectacle of dancing water. And he starts clicking the lights on and off and he goes, and then he stops and he goes, Oh, it gets better every year. Doesn't it? Ooh, like everybody groaned. It was really, really timely and really funny. And I always wonder with the jungle cruise, like how many jokes there are for each area for them to choose from, because they're all kind of the same, but they all kind of pick and choose and like they get to make their own tour out of it. Um, but yeah, the Jingle Cruise in operation uh, this Nove- November 2nd, which is this uh, Thursday. And then, um, which I tried to get on the Jungle Cruise actually one last time because I figured the, jing- the Jingle Cruise was forthcoming. And the lines this weekend were just atrociously long. It was really packed last week for something. I don't know. Oh, it was. But yeah, I was down last week and it was crazy packed. Right? Like, like when you were yeah. like, what's going on? Like, I checked the calendar to see if it was holidays or I don't know what was going on. I skyped with Jason from from uh, from right in front of Cinderella Castle, and I was like, "You have to see this. This is, I mean, it's crazy." I I went with a, a friend who was in town from Kansas, and uh, 
you know, they they had gone the night before to Not So Scary and did all the rides they wanted to do in the Magic Kingdom because we were there the next day. It was so packed you couldn't do anything. So I was just like, well, today's a day for ambiance and shows. And, you know, we just kind of like went right. to like a bunch of different yep. like country bears and stuff like that. Like that's the best thing to do because, you know, when they already did everything they meant, they came to do at Not So Scary, it's sometimes it's cool to just be able to like sit on the hub grass for a little bit and like take in the Dream mm-hmm. Along with Mickey or something like that. Um, the, speaking of... Um, you know, Christmas time, the first Very Merry Christmas Party is officially sold out. Uh, that, I saw that. Yeah, that's November the 9th. All other dates are still available. However, it it feels to me like there's not as many people going to these parties anymore than that they used, than used to. Because it, I remember a couple of years ago when we first started the show, I feel like almost every Not So Scary was sold out. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when we first started. Yeah, because y'all have been going for a little over three years, right? Yeah. Because I, I started with I started with episode one, mm-hmm. and uh, um, yeah, I feel I feel like it used to be more crowded, but I know Jason had. <laughs> yeah. Jason had a bit a of an experience this yeah <laughs> this mm-hmm. week this year. That's two years in a row. But oh, I've noticed okay. the Christmas. I've noticed the Christmas party has been more crowded than the Halloween party recently. Yeah, that's really strange to me. Um. Just because, you know, especially like with locals, because they do pretty much everything they do for the Christmas party, like more towards Christmas. But then I guess folks that don't have that have the blackout dates or whatnot. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember we used to say like every week on the show, like, oh, and like three more Halloween parties sold out. And this year, I think it was just it's just like Halloween is sold out. And then there were like a couple others, probably the one Jason went to because mm-hmm. that's Jason's luck. <laughs> <laughs> How bad was it? Oh, it was it was it was so packed. I called DVC and I, I actually sent them. I sent Disney a letter and I says, "What do you? What do you? If you guys are gonna have special events and sell hard ticket events, um, I, I I was you know I was very nice about the letter, but I, I was like, you guys are being a little disingenuous by advertising um, limited and numbered. You know you know what I mean and. Right. You know, we have people that are uh, that were guests there going, it is it is more crowded now than it is in in spring break. This is ridiculous, you know. So the they forwarded it up to the executive side of DVC and she called around to to Magic Kingdom and everybody at Magic Kingdom said it was atrocious that night. It was so packed. And um, so she called she called me back and and I'm like, I told you I wasn't crazy. It was packed. (laughs) Yeah, typically what I try to do to to beat the crowds at Not So Scary, I didn't get to go this year, but like in in past years, I've kind of stuck towards more towards the attractions earlier in the night and then like and let people watch, you know, you know, watch the parade and stuff like that. Like watch the Hocus Pocus show in the early ones and then I'll do the later ones. Like if there's a second parade, which I'm not sure if there was this year, but the second like the last Hocus Pocus show, like I'll watch the one that goes on like at midnight so that like everybody's pretty much leaving. I can catch the Hocus Pocus show without being shoulder to shoulder with people. Uh, Most of the people with little kids who would be sitting on shoulders are gone and I can catch the show and then walk out of Magic Kingdom, you know, and not have it be a complete nutter madhouse. Yeah, that's what we that's what we did this year. We did. We just rode rides, did a little bit of trick or treating, and then mm-hmm. we caught the last boot of you, and right after Hallow Wishes, we kind of got our spot for Hallow Wishes and just camped out for like an hour yeah. and a half because you know, Hallow Wishes, then boot of you, and then the last midnight showing um, of Hocus Pocus, and yeah, man, everyone leaves. My my kid conked out, and I was like, whatever, you're fine, you're in <laughs> yeah. your shoulder, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, um, as as Pete always says, when they're that young, they're accompanying you on your vacation. 
Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You bet you. Yep. That's and she's seen it, so she's fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always ask Pete, like, oh, well, you brought your kids when they're infants? And he always says the same thing. He's just like, they're like, they won't remember it. He goes, I remember it. That's exactly. It. He's yeah, like, he's exactly. Like, it. I, he's like, I, there. this is for me. I've got these wonderful memories and these wonderful pictures. And 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 I tell people that all the time who try to make that, that like, oh, we don't want to go because they won't remember it. And just kind of yeah. like, well, go enjoy it yourself. Like, you, you know what I say to them, Kevin, when they say that? Because I hear that all the time. I ask them, I say, do you have a first birthday party or celebrate Christmas on their first? Right. And they're like, well, uh, I'm like, you're doing it for yourself. It's okay to be a parent. It's okay to watch the joy in your child's eyes. Right. Who cares if they don't remember it? You're a parent. You deserve that. Even if they don't, even if they're so young where they don't really understand the concept of what they're seeing around them, it's still reacting to all this, all this stimuli, all these bright lights and these colors and these characters. And you get awesome pictures that then, like you know, you have forever. Um, Pete's got awesome pictures of both of his kids as infants with characters and stuff like that. So you know, it's yeah, absolutely. I always tell people never use that as an excuse to not go. Because Plus they're yeah. free up until what three? Yeah, up until yeah, until three. three. Yeah, yep. come on, that's some, a free vacay for them. Some people try to skirt that, like you know, their kids like four and they're still trying to say they're two. But <laughs> Dude, I've seen people, I've seen kids like five foot two trying to walk in. And you're like, right. hold on, <laughs> that kid's got a beard. <laughs> right. He's a Teen Wolf, <laughs> Teen Wolf's two years old. Yeah, Disney's pretty loose on those those rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that one. They're they're kind of like they can't really like be like pull out a birth certificate, like, but they're like I've seen them ask people like is that, really, is that kid really too like. Um, but so oh, we got Epcot news. Uh, Spectacular is a new show coming to Interventions East. Uh, so located in Interventions East and presented by Murata, the show will feature demonstrations that bring to life the wonders of science and innovate and innovation. Guests visiting the Spectacular Lab will be invited to step inside and join a group of real scientists along with their eager tech-savvy intern for a series of engaging experiments demonstrating the basic principles of science. Uh, To develop the show, Murata teamed with Walt Disney Parks and Creative Entertainment and Science from... And Science from Scientists, a national nonprofit which promotes the importance of STEM education with a mission to empower youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematical fields. There is audience participation, including guests playing ultrasonic sensor drums, um, simply with a wave of their hand, changing the colors of barometric pressure cubes by only raising or lowering the cube, accelerometer sensors measuring the guest's force when using a hammer, and observing a scientist explain the principle of force by comfortably rest, resting on a bed of nails. Interesting. In Jersey, we have something called the Liberty Science Center, which is a lot like that. Like it's a lot of, um, <clears throat> it's like a museum with like attractions and like there's science based attractions. Uh, here in Orlando, we have uh, Wonderworks. I don't know if you've ever heard of. It. Yeah, there's one yeah, in yeah. South Carolina too. There's one in Myrtle Beach. Um, Myrtle Beach, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like an upside down building. Um, but they do like the bed of nails stuff because like the, the whole thing, you, you can lay on a bed of nails and it won't hurt because it's spread out over like your body and whatnot. Um, that's like right. if you're like you're laying down and the nails like come up. Um, Wonderworks allows kids to do it, but it sounds like they're just going to show you with scientists at Disney. They're not going to let kids lay on beds and nails. Um, but they have things like hurricane shacks at Wonderworks. But I like this. This is like if, I feel like this is a return to form for Epcot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is no, I feel great. I feel like they've needed they've needed to get back to that hands-on science, you know, learning, you know, 
and especially with what else else going what else is going on in Epcot, you know, because you're kind of mm-hmm. getting away with that with a lot of the places. So right. that'll be cool to see. Yeah, and that's the thing. I really hope that Epcot never gets away from the edutainment. When the like, I really hope things like Figment never go away. Things like Living with the Land, things that actually inst- like it's fine to have fun things like Guardians of the Galaxy and and Ratatouille and stuff like that. But I also I hope that they never lose that, and they've lost quite a bit of it. But if you look at a lot of the rides they have there, there's still some education in it. Like Nemo, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of learning about aquatic life and whatnot. I just, I, I really hope they they stick with their guns to that. And you know, it's and I like that this is in Interventions East, so they're using Interventions again for something, other than like that Crayola thing. Is there a date on that as far as opening? Um, I did not see a date. No. Gotcha. I didn't know how but, fast they were trying to roll that out before. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a date out, but that might have just been me not seeing it. Um, Animal Kingdom news: Joe Rody was recently asked about the Yeti uh, by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. <laughs> I love this. I love this. <laughs> he tweeted out. He tweeted out that he was coming back into the country. I don't know from where. Obviously, I'm going to assume it's Canada. And uh, U.S. Customs and Border Patrols like looked at his name, looked at his face, and was like, "Hey, when are you going to fix that Yeti?" Because <laughs> it'd be funny if they were just like, "Cause you're not getting back in here until you fix that Yeti." <laughs> he said that his answer was very long, and but he agrees that fixing the Yeti is in the best interest of our country. So uh, it sounds like he's that's got. You, I feel like if you're Joe Rody, the decade that that Yeti has not been working, that's you're you're sitting up at night like staring at the ceiling, bug eyed, like thinking about the fact that this Yeti doesn't work. Oh, I feel like he every morning when he wakes up. He wakes up, sun's shining, he rolls over out of bed, and then he just looks at a picture of the Yeti on the wall and just says, yep. today's the day. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then he gets there, he's like, ah, oh, we got to push it off again. Just says, focus in red market marker on top of it. Come on, So Joe. is this like his nemesis? I, oh, definitely. So when, so when the, the, the Joe animation comes out, his nemesis can be the Yeti? Oh, It totally. doesn't move. He just sits there. <laughs> the the, the stationary still, Yeti. Yeah. It's, it's like... um. It's it's like Frankenstein's monster. Like he made it, but it was it was too powerful, and he couldn't control it. It was starting to crack the ride. Like, do you think they'll ever fix that, Yeti? Do you? Well, you know the thing is, is what is it is going to be some guy in ten years going to go sweep and find out there's a little switch underneath it and just hit the switch, and then all of a sudden it's going to come back to life. You know, right. I don't know. Are, are they ever going to fix it? I don't know. I think I would so. love to see it. Yeah, I think so because I I think eventually that park's going to grow to a point to where they won't have an issue with shutting that ride down for an extended period of time. Possibly, but they're going to have to they're going to have to rip the entire thing down though, pretty much. That's the thing because they built the ride around the Yeti, like they put the Yeti in yeah. first and then built the attraction around him. I feel. I mean, the track will be fine. I have some. I have my doubts about the fact that they'll ever be able to fix that because I don't know. I feel like if there was a way to do it, they'd have done it in the last ten years. Like it's got to be completely impossible. You ever think they could just saw it off at the feet and then just put something new there? <laughs> I mean, how would you even get it in though? That's true. I mean, you you'd have well. I mean, even if you went to to screens or something, you know, to where you have something. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Joe Rody is like the Batman and that he never makes the same mistake twice because uh, supposedly that anim- that animatronic shaman in the um in the Navi River Journey. Like mm. they're like it comes out so easily. Apparently, like it slides out. It's got like wheels. Like you can wheel it right out. And if it has to be made repairs, like he learned his lesson on this one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one to learn your lesson on there. That's a tough one. Uh, Hollywood Studios news: uh, a new snack kiosk is coming to Toy Story Land called Woody's Lunchbox. Um, it's being made in partnership with Mini Baybell, the cheeses. 
know, the little circular cheeses that come in the, mm-hmm. in the wax. I love those things. I like my crack. Um, they, it's serving meals in old-fashioned soda floats. It's going to be located across from the alien swirling saucers. And now through this, Baby Bell is now the official snack cheese of Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney Cruise Line. Cool. Yeah. So I think, you know, cool. it's good to know that, like, you know, where you'll be able to get some food in Toy Story Land because, you know, it's we're less than a year away from it now. And we're, we're not really getting a ton of information on what's included yet as far as like places to eat and whatnot. So well, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I'm super excited. I'm more excited for Star Wars. But, yeah, I think Toy Story is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, the one thing I always think with Star Wars is like after you get off Flight of Passage, my first thought is always, what is Star Wars going to be like? Yeah. Like, Mine too. I think. I think that yeah. is. Are we setting ourselves up for a fail here, though, guys? I no, so. I don't think so. I don't think. No, I, I don't not. think so. After seeing what not. they did with Pandora, no way. If They're they, gonna. If they made me care about that movie, like, what exactly. can they do with the thing I love more than anything in the world? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Because I mean, you got to figure that's what they can do with a freestand, a new freestanding structure. Is, is something of that caliber. That's So now Flight of Passage is now the measuring stick for all new structures that they're going to be building, in my opinion, anyway. Right. So, you know, Star Wars Guardians of the Galaxy, they have a lot to prove because Flight of Passage is... I waited two hours for it the other day just because it's it's that spectacular. So. I waited 30 minutes in the uh, Fast Pass line. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, but it's worth it. It's, I mean, it's, you know, that, I tell people, look, if you're getting up and you're making fast passes, make that your first thing. First thing you're doing is you're on you're online and you're you're getting it. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, a friend of mine tried to go for extra magic hours and he got there like right at eight o'clock and it was already like a three hour wait because everyone gets there like super early and like just runs to it. And I'm pretty sure when they do morning extra magic hours now in Animal Kingdom, Pandora's the only thing that's open. It is. Yeah. So yeah, that's you know. Um, all right. Well, that is it for the news this week. We are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we'll be back uh, with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. 
Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hey, WDPN listeners. This is Allie Eibler from the Geek Watchtower. And as you know, we live in the golden age of geek culture. With all the movies, television shows, comic books, video games encompassing the world of geekdom, it can be a real chore to keep up with all of it. 
Well, here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, we have a little something called the Geek Watchtower. Kevin Kessler, Chris Doherty, and I run down the latest geek news items every Friday morning for you. Before we focus on a fandom feature topic of the week, we're talking about everything from Batman to, to the Avengers, anime, Doctor Who, Disney, Nintendo, and so much more. So make sure you join Kevin, Chris, and I every Friday morning in the Geek Watchtower, where we monitor all the things that geeks watch. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and of course at WhiteDragonPodcastNetwork.com. Folks, Walt Disney World is constantly reinventing new ways for you to come and enjoy Disney. And they're trying to find new ways for you to be able to come more often and experience the magic. Um, so one of the ways that they've chosen to do that is been it's been growing steadily over years and years, and that is called the Disney Vacation Club. So what is the Disney Vacation Club? Frankly, I'm not really sure. Uh, Pete and I have always kind of been a little like blank on DVC, just because neither of us really have ever done some homework on it. So I figured let's bring two DVC members in here today to talk to us about this, to educate both myself and you, the listening audience, on the Disney Vacation Club, what it can do for you, what are the pros and cons, and is this is it and is it worth the money that you pay into it? So, uh, Justin and Jason, you guys both own uh, DVC. So, I'm going to hand the floor over to you guys for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Disney Vacation Club. So, take it away, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll kind of give you an introduction to how I got started with DVC. Please. Back in 2009, I was planning a wedding and uh like most people planning a wedding our parents gave us money to say oh here's money to have a nice wedding invite all these people down <laughs> and uh, do all that and my wife and i being the cool uh cool wife i have she said let's uh let's let's look at some other options so what we did we were on vacation at disney we took the tour uh with dvc we spoke to him we didn't buy at the time but three days later, we got home and we bought our first contract at Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary with the money we had saved for our wedding. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, here's my thing. You know, how much money do you spend on a wedding for a one day party? Like, that's it. You know, and this is a gift that continues to give over and over and over again. It's a 50 year contract to where I get those points for 50 years. So I was going to throw a one-night party where everyone else had a great time. I was exhausted, didn't eat, you know, do all that, and spend all this money. Or I can have vacations for the next 50 years. Yeah. It was kind of a no-brainer. So we literally had everyone down and just had a simple little ceremony and actually had the, uh, the um, uh, reception at our apartment complex at, by the pool. And that's, that's just what we did. And it was just a no- – and that's how we got introduced um, – to DVC. And since then we added on 200 points at the grand Floridian, uh, three years after that. Um, I feel which like, was I feel like, kind the, of a no I feel like the old knight from Indiana Jones and the last crusade just like rose up and was just like, you have chosen wisely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, really that's fantastic. what I mean, We still feel like that today. I mean, we look, it's, we'll look at other people's wedding pictures and yeah, they're, they have big, nice weddings, but They'll also look at our pictures, and we're hanging at Disney, you know, mm -hmm. every other month and, and doing all that stuff. But Jason, how did you all get started? We never actually talked about this before. Uh, Rachel asked me three trips in a row. I think um, let's just go talk to him. And um, I'm probably the biggest realist and skeptic that you're ever going to meet. I'm like, no, it's a scam. I don't even want to talk to him. <laughs> it's a timeshare scam. I'm moving on. You know, Disney's going to try to yank my chain, and I'm, I don't want nothing to do with it. 
So on our third trip, we did a, we stayed 14 days, uh, 15 days and 14 nights at the Caribbean beach. And we stayed preferred and I don't know. And, and it's a moderate resort. Um, you, you know, for the preferred side, you're paying a little bit more of a premium guys. That was an expensive trip. It was very 15 expensive. 15 days. Yeah. 15 Whoa. days. Okay. You're like, you're like so, a British person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, well, I got 10, 10 days in park tickets. It was nice because we had, you know, two days at the pool, and then we had two days at Disney Springs. And um, it was it was a nice trip. Uh, we did get the stomach flu right in the middle of it, and we were down for three days. However— Oh, that's the trip that I hung out with you guys on. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, quite sick on that trip, actually. But um, so she's let's talk to them. I was like, you know what? I got nothing better to do. Let's talk. So they invited us in for the tour. And yeah, the, the, we, we saw the deluxe studios at the Polynesian. I'm like, yeah, these are really nice. I really like this. I like being on the monorail loop. I, I like everything about this. Now let's do what I do best. Let's talk numbers. And we sat down and we talked numbers versus my Caribbean beach and what I was going to be paying for DVC. And it was a no brainer. I bought right then and there. Really? It just worked for us. Huh. Yep. The numbers worked for us in our favor and it was great. And you know what? I don't have a complaint i don't have it was the best thing that my family did as far as vacations go so much so i've added two more contracts to it so that's 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 where i'm at wow see and you know they they have those kiosks set up in every park and disney springs where you can sign up for a tour and sometimes they actually give you something for the tour were they giving anything when you guys took the tour they do yeah we man it's been it's been uh almost eight years ago now, but I think we got a $50 Disney gift card and then they take care of all your transportation. So like they picked us up in the van, took us over to Old Key West so we could tour what what was at the time Bay Lake Towers um, was was the current one. And then they took us from there to Animal Kingdom. And here's what I want to stress to people because we've done other timeshare presentations. I don't know about for Jason, but for me, it was no pressure at all. Uh, we went through the same person for our second contract. When we sat down, he he literally told us. He said, "This is simple. If you're going to travel, buy. If you're not going to travel, don't buy." He's like, "And go home and think about it." And he gave us three days to still have all the perks that we would have got for buying on property. And uh, but yeah, I, I, we I know we got that gift card and and the transportation taken care of. Jason, did y'all get something? Uh, we got our tote bag and some fast passes. I didn't really push the issue as far as. Um... The gift cards and and I know you know like um, you know friends of ours uh, got the hundred dollar gift cards and and they got some nice stuff. Um, but you know I, I guess I was I I don't know I, I I was just so into the numbers that that's all I cared about. I didn't want to hear anything else. They said let's let's let me find out how you're trying to scam me. You know what I mean? So I think we were we were talking numbers so much that <laughs> you know I didn't get my freebies. I did get my fast passes, which were you know were, were fine. I mean fast passes are gold. But um, no, we didn't get the free stuff. But the tote is gold, man. I love my tote. You, you know, that's a sore that's a sore subject with us about the tote because when we add it on, everyone gets that great tote. I'm sure yeah. you've seen it, Kevin. Yeah, the I've one with it. the Mickey, the one with the Mickey, and you know, and it says "Welcome Home" on the side and yeah, all that. Yeah. Uh, when we added on, we never got our tote, and to this day, my wife's like. You have to call. I'm like, it's been five, four years since we added on. All right, just chill. We got plenty of bags. Go I put bet. your stuff in another bag. Well, I was gonna say, did you did you get a tote at all? Do you have any tote? We did. We got one, but it wasn't like the ones you all got because I, I mean, we I think we bought two or three years before you guys. Okay. And this one was more. It's not that nice. It's a little bit, little bit different. 
um, because they get they give it you stuff all your stuff to carry in whenever you leave. Does Katie but, really want one, dude? Why you got next one? I, I, I might sorry. just have gotten one on this next. Sorry, this. Kevin. We're, we're... <laughs> I just I just closed on a contract last month, and I might might have gotten one in the mail. So oh, let, wow. let me get with Rach, and uh, maybe maybe we'll we'll uh, throw one your way. All right. You make your day. Wow, that sounds awesome! See, you, you just you just heard it, you just heard it right here. Tote bag being tote bags being traded for DVC. <laughs> now, so you know, I'm glad to hear that it's not a high pressure sales situation. I feel like Disney's confident enough in what you're going to see and the value that it gives you that they're kind of like, we don't have to pressure you. You're either going to get this or you're not going to get this. Um, so, but now. If you guys can just walk me through how it works, because you, know, oh, I always hear people talking about, oh, I got these points, like this, that, and, and the buy-in and whatnot. How does how does DVC work, and what makes it worthwhile? Justin, I think that's great, but I want to point one thing before we get started is, sure. um, there's only a select number of points available per resort. It's not like they can sit and sail over and over the same amount of points. There is a select number. Once those points are sold or are owned, that resort is closed. So moving forward, Justin, why don't you explain the process? Because you are the man when it comes to that. Yeah, so the way it works is after, after you buy, you, you'll have your allotted amount of points. And those will come once a year. So, for example, let's say you own 300 points. Every year you're going to get 300 points to use. Now, before we before we dive into banking points and borrowing points and do all that, let's just go with one year, because what you do is you can either get online on the DVC website, or you can call the DVC phone number and they'll walk you through what hotels they have, or what resorts they have available at what times and things like that. Um, now, as far as points, it all depends on what cabin or what what uh, what room you want, Kevin. So, like, let's say, like, if you were to pick a resort, like, for, for all of us, a studio is great because we don't need a lot of room. So, a studio is going to cost you less points than, like, a one or a two bedroom. Um, so, all you do is you call up and your home resort, the resort you buy property at, you buy an invested interest at, you can book 11 months in advance. Okay. So, that's that's the one that's the one benefit to, like, if you're picking to where you want to own it, if there's multiple places open, which typically there are then you can pick a place to like, all right, I definitely want to stay there because it's easier to book at 11 months than it is. I was just going to ask like, so if you, let's say you owned at Bay Lake tower, but you wanted to stay at grand Floridian, um, how long can you book grand Floridian in advance? And if it's not your home resort, right? If it's not your home resort, you can book seven months out. So as soon as that seven month window opens up, you can call or you can get online and you can book that stay. Gotcha. All right. Now, also, you you have just because you buy at Bay Lake Tower, you buy at the Grand, or you buy at Poly or wherever, and that's your home resort. You can stay anywhere, uh, any of the DVCs on DVC property. And actually, now DVC has opened up all the Disney properties to use DVC points on. Um, as I don't recommend it because uh, it's not a great use of points. Um, they're they're really high for what you get. Um, but yeah, you you can you can book any of those. So don't don't think that you're stuck uh, with the one resort that you purchase at. Now I'm assuming things like um, like the bungalows at um, are those DVC the bungalows at the Polynesian? They are, yeah, yeah, and those have got like so so. Let's say you get 300 points. I'm assuming those are a lot more than 300 points. So those run. I think they run about 350 points a night. Um, oh, okay. So that would take my entire year. And for example, so those are like 350 a night. 
Whereas I can go stay in a studio at the poly off season. Well, we say off season, like there's an off season now, but like, at like early November, I could go stay at a studio for like 16 points a night. Really? At the poly. Yeah. So that's wow. how, what, what about, um, one of the other ones? Oh, isn't, I can, isn't... I can go to old Key West some nights like for like nine, nine or, points, nine points a night. So you can go multiple times a year at that point when you're getting. Oh, absolutely. Points. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. We, we go down, we're probably down at least four or five times a year. And that's the one thing, like a lot of our friends are always like, how do, how do you guys do this? You know, how, how are you, how financially do you all pull right. this off? Well, it's a no, it's a no brainer. We're not paying for our hotel. We have annual passes. So the only expense we have when we go down is our food. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, well that's easy. You know, I can cover my food. That's, that's simple. So it makes it to where vacationing's gotten a lot easier for us. Uh, where we went from staying at Values, which we love the Values. We stay at Art of Animation is one of our favorite resorts on property. But we went from staying there to staying at the Poly or staying at the Grand. Right. And those are experiences we would have never had if we hadn't uh, bought into DVC. And now, you know, you're going from South Carolina. Are you driving at that point or are you flying? We drive. It's only five hours. Yeah. Cause I, think I, I think I dropped someone off at the airport the other day with Uber who, like, was flying to South Carolina. It was like a like not even an like it was like an hour flight or something like that at that point i'm just kind of like i just drive like you know and having like let me ask you that i know it's kind of off topic but isn't it great to have your own car with you it's funny you say that because on the previous uh show we just did um we talked about that a little bit Mm -hmm. and i told those guys because both those guys uh both jason and our other uh co-host mike um both live far away and so they don't have cars when they come in we pretty much drive everywhere anymore. I mean, like we drive, always drive to Disney Springs, especially since the new lots, of, the yeah. new parking garage is open. And then Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, like if it's busy, it's a no brainer. Like we're driving over there. Oh yeah. It, there's nothing like knowing at the end of a long park day that you can walk to your car and avoid all that mess. The only park that doesn't work out yep. is Magic Kingdom because you still have to have a mess dealing with the monorail. Not doing it. Yep. It's it, yep. and to me like. That is such a like it's a wonderful experience like when you take the boat or the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, but at the end of the night, that's like a it's a horror show to me. Like Yeah, it's really it's really bad. I one time it was so bad, like it was literally I was gonna literally be there for like two hours if I was waiting for any of any kind of transportation. I walked to the contemporary and got a lift, a lift car to the parking lot. <laughs> that's super smart. We've done that actually a lot of times what we'll do. Which they don't they don't really smile on, but mm. we'll drive say we have like a dinner at, at the Contemporary, either right. Chef Mickey or California Grill. We'll drive there and then we'll just walk over I to, know, uh, to I, the park. Yeah, I know a lot of people that do that. Um I, I've honestly like I've driven down that road between the Magic Kingdom and where the TTC is, and I'm just like, Could I walk this? Could I feasibly walk this? And, and, you know, there's not a lot of path. Like, there's a there's a sidewalk up to a certain point, and then there's no more sidewalk. So right. I'm always just kind of like, ah, I probably, I probably shouldn't. But, you mm-hmm. know, because like late at night and whatnot. But, you know, you have to literally walk on the side of the road or in Florida grass, which at night you never know what's living you in. You don't want that. Yeah. That's, same, so, that's the way it is here. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm sorry. So back <laughs> back to DVC. Now, the now the the buy in I know is is pretty substantial. Now is that do you do you have to pay all of that up front or is there like an installment like monthly payment that you make for that? Well, they're well, they're pretty flexible as far as that goes. Um, let's just say hypothetically you don't have. Um, I think a hundred points at the Polynesian was about seventeen and a half grand. Is that yeah, does that sound about it, right? 
It's about seventeen thousand right now. Okay, so seventeen thousand. Let's say hypothetically you don't have seventeen thousand uh, laying around. And you have no idea how much of not a hypothetical that is. <laughs> <laughs> what was I Man, so, we're going on vacation with Jason now. <laughs> so, so hypothetically, let's say you don't have 17. You know, this is the one time. It, like, this is Disney, and Disney's my imaginary. This is my happy place, and mm-hmm. if that makes me happy to have 17 grand on my checking account, I'm going to lie to you guys and tell you I have $17,000. All right? So work with me, okay? So let's say you don't have 17 grand, you can't buy it out. Now they do offer an installment plan. There is a credit check. They're very, very lenient on the credit check. Uh, I mean, incredibly lenient. Another thing too, is they don't report this to your credit bureau. Okay. So, so it's, um, you know, so it, your, your debt to income ratio isn't affected at all with, uh, if you were to do an installment plan, I know the interest rate is not your best friend. However, it's not really, a um, cash or check here, loan here, you know, ridiculous amount. I mean, it's, I think it's 11, is it 11% or 12%, I think? You know, uh, I don't know. We find it, we, we did, and, and yeah, to get to that point, um, to you, when you, when you purchase, Disney's so lenient. Like they're, they're, they, they are there to make sure it's going to work for you. And so they really go out of their way to make it work. I, I know in like when we financed um, in 2010, yeah, I think it was it was something like that, like 12, maybe even 12 or 13. I don't, I'm not real sure. I don't remember, Jason. Well, it's I know that if you do another contract, and I call Nick. Now, uh, Nick is my guy down there at the Polynesian. And I call Nick up. I say, what are my options right here? How much money down? Do I need 10 percent, 20 percent? Because I, I want to buy another 100 points. And um, he says, well, if you do 10% down because you are a second or third contract, um, they drop the interest rate a lot. I mean, it was a lot. And I thought, wow, this is um, this. I might just have to buy another one, you know, because it was that much of a difference. So, uh, look, they're going to work with you any way that you can. But I will tell you this. You will need at least 10% down. Mm -hmm. So whatever contract you do, you will need 10% down. And there is – if okay, let me. If you buy right now, this is the bonus where I bought last month. Last I got month. all of this year's points dropped in my bucket right off the bat, and um, all I had to do was pay ten weeks worth of dues, which was like a hundred bucks. Uh-huh. So I didn't have to pay at all this whole year. So then, in come April, I got another. Uh, this I, I bought another hundred point contract. I'll get another hundred points dropped in on April. So. Gotcha. I mean, it was I basically I got a free trip out of it by by buying my points right now. It was a free trip. Now, can you only the DVC like because like if you buy a Walt Disney World annual pass, it only works at Walt Disney World. You can't use it at Disneyland or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Now with DVC, that's not just Walt Disney World, right? Like that's Disneyland, that's Aulani. Like you can use it at any of those, right? And yeah, so um, yeah, so last year we uh, we were fortunate enough to do the Panama Canal Disney Cruise. That was my next um, question: if it works on the cruise line. It does. Yes, it does. Um, you'll get different answers from different members with this. As far as I, I don't think it's a great value to to uh, to use it for cruises, but some people do. So that's that's kind of personally up to those people. But it does work on the cruise lines. Um, it's a lot of points because it is covering your food, your entertainment. It's coming, you know, it's covering everything, not just your lodging. Um, but last year we were fortunate enough to do the Panama Canal cruise, and we ended in San Diego. And then we drove up and we stayed at Disneyland at the California, uh, the Grand Californian out there. Ugh. I'm telling you, it's Kevin. Have you been over the Wilderness Lodge um, since you lived down? Yeah, uh, very briefly. I was over there once or twice. Yeah, but you were in the lobby. Yeah, 
Oh, it's so it's exactly like that, except for it's just got it's got more of kind of that California feel, huh. like just kind of laid back. But but it's all you know that dark wood oh, so cabin. It's rustic. It's rustic, yeah. But the, here's the coolest part: is if you stay there, as soon as you, as soon as you walk out of the hotel, you're in Disney Springs. Or, I mean, what what downtown, uh, Disney. downtown Disney? Yeah, yeah, downtown Disney. And if you go out a different door, you're in Disney's California Adventure. Oh wow, that's really cool. So so you you literally can walk into. Uh, downtown Disney, walk straight down, go straight into Disneyland, or you can walk down a different hallway and walk straight into Disney California Adventure. Um, but yeah, no, so you can go there. Uh, we, there's also resorts in Hilton Head. Um, there's one in Vero Beach, which is not far from where you're at, Kevin. Oh, yeah, Disney Vero Beach. Yeah, I know I, I know of that one. I know a couple people that have gone there. They, I've heard yeah, I've great ne- things about it. It's a I've never cheap been stay, there. too. Yeah. yeah, it is. If it, it, Any of the places except for uh, Grand California and Alani, um, which is in Oahu and Hawaii, yeah. um, are pretty cheap. So we, we have one in Hilton Head about an hour and a half from here, and we went. We had some extra points one year, and we went down there. And uh, that's a cool spot because it's across the street from the beach, but it's also kind of a rustic feel. They do campfires at night. It's on the marsh. Very nice. And uh, and all that. So, yeah, there's lots of places you can go. But, um, but yeah, it, that's not the only way you can use it, too. There's there's other ways, too. What about, like, the Europe and Asia parks? Can you stay – can you can use them for those as well? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you they're pointing at each other right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can. You can. Uh, so what you can do is you can do an exchange through RCI, um, which is a um, how would you explain it, uh, um, Jason? RC, it's a, it's RCI a, it's a is a broker. It's a broker. It's a broker. Okay. A broker. So let's say you have a really nice hotel in 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 um, Switzerland. And uh, you want more patrons to visit it, you can go ahead and, and join the RCI group and um, whatever their, their limitations are. And now you belong to this. Now they're going to manage few pe- the, the people to come into your hotel. And that's where we can come in and exchange. Right. So what you can do is you can put down a one-time fee. Uh, it's 95 bucks. And um, actually what's cool is uh, DVC. I don't know if people know this or not. You'd have to jump on it quick. DVC is waiving that fee for the rest of 2017. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, but, and we've done this once. Jason, have y'all ever exchanged through RCI? No, haven't. It's on the radar though, because there's yeah. some really cool places. Yeah, we went to Aruba, and uh, we got a one-bedroom villa down in Aruba, and for our honeymoon, as all of our other, as all of our people were sitting back here thinking about how bad our wedding was, <laughs> and uh, uh, we, uh, you pay the $95 fee, and then you just use your points. So like a one bedroom villa down Aruba was like 160 points for the week, and then um, but yeah you just you get down there it's booked. The cool part is though with RCI instead of having like Disney you have 11 months for your home resort, seven months for your um, non home resort. With RCI you can book at 10 months if you're booking a nightly stay, okay. so like just one night, two night, three night. But if you're booking a week, so say let's say Kevin you want to go to um canada you want to go to montreal there's probably a good uh you know that's probably a fair assessment a good chance (laughs) right not montreal though i don't speak french (laughs) and you want to go up and you want to be there for an entire week right you can actually book that using your points two years out wow yeah that's wow that's really really cool like i'm so glad we're doing this show because these are all things like people ask me about dvc all the time and i don't know what to tell them like 
Um, right. So, like, that that's... I'm really glad to that I'm getting all this info now. How does the... Like, I know there's lots of, like, DVC by resale and stuff like that. How does that work? People rent points or people, like, sell their points? Yeah. So, what I would recommend is this. is You can buy DVC from multiple places. Like, you can buy from outside brokers. But, the, but where DVC's really started to kind of hammer down on this is they've taken away a lot of the benefits that we get as members if you don't buy directly from Disney. The benefits and, is the next thing I wanted to talk about after this. So, yeah. Right, right. But and yeah, so, so, yeah, you can go through a resale, but you're going to lose those. But you, um, what I always recommend to people is buy your first contract through DVC directly. And then okay. after that, if you want to purchase from anywhere, whatever makes the most uh, uh, financial sense to you, then that's, that's a decision you can make. But yeah, you definitely at one point need, or at the first contract need to buy through DVC because uh, those those benefits they really add up. Yeah. So tell tell us a little bit about the benefits. I know there's like you know events, there's there's lounges, there's all these awesome things that DVC can do. But I feel like a lot of people don't really like um, <clears throat> like hear about them as much. So well, please- here here's a big thing. Living in Wisconsin now, Kevin, you got listeners around the world. So let's talk yeah. let's talk to the uh, intercontinental fifty, okay, or even Alaska and Hawaii. Living in Wisconsin, I'm able to, number one, take advantage of Tables in Wonderland. And uh, this is the first time that we've, we've done that. You know, and that's something that's only offered to you, I believe, as a um, Florida resident. Yes. Um, or DVC. And another thing, too, is, is we get the, uh, like, I got the Platinum Annual Passes also. Um, what is that, a 20% discount on, like on that? that? Yep. So, yeah. so let's talk about, like, um, perks as far as... Um, you know, I, I love Justin's Justin's spiel is is what are your sales your 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 pitch? A what for DVC? No, for your uh, oh all my disc oh this is the way I walk around the parks. It's everywhere I go, even if it's just to buy a Coke at a at a at a you know a um a, a vendor. Do you take DVC annual pass Disney Visa Tables in Wonderland? I mean, like <laughs> you know any discount I can get on Disney property. Is gonna add up. Hey, I mean, preach it, brother. Su- preach it. I need to remember. Su- to do, I need to remember to do that because, like, I'll go and like to buy something, and I will completely space and not ask if they do an annual pass discount. And I, yeah, the only time I've been I'm, shocked. God, <laughs> I've been shocked at. There's multiple places that I'll ask, and like they won't t- like quick service. They won't take annual pass or DVC, but they'll take tables in Wonderland. Really? They take Which is weird for quick service. That's really weird. Um, Pizza Fari in in uh, Animal Kingdom takes Tables in Wonderland, but not AP or DVC. So that means you can walk into a quick service in in Animal Kingdom, get a beer, have it discounted, not have to pay the eighteen percent gratuity, and walk out of the restaurant. Huh. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. I didn't yeah. know that. Thank you. See, I, Tables of Wonderland, my, since I moved down here, my cousin does Tables of Wonderland, and he's mm. been telling me since I moved here, he's like, you got to get Tables of Wonderland. I don't eat it in a Disney restaurants to merit it, but maybe if I had Tables of Wonderland, I would, because I've heard that the savings for that are pretty substantial. Well, it, it covers tip. I mean, if anything, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, when, when the family and I ate at Tiffin's, it was huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, gotta, you start getting a two, three, four hundred dollar meals, the Tables of Wonderland adds up. Yeah, Especially definitely. living there, Kevin. I mean, you 
you'd be able to go out, you know, even if you only went like once every couple of weeks and you went out to eat. I mean, it's going to sure. add up over a year. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, you know, my 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 eating my eating at Disney is like Blaze Pizza usually. So like, I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. That's good. I know uh, that would definitely, you know, I think that would definitely encourage me to try more sit down restaurants. Which I mean, it's it's criminal how few like Disney sit down restaurants I've been to since I moved here. Kevin, the next time we're in town, you're coming to California Grill with me. <laughs> all right, sounds good. I, I did... on me for all the years of entertainment you've given us. <laughs> Thank you very much. The um, but yeah, the um, what do you call it? The have you guys tried? By the way, off top, but have you tried the Boathouse in Disney Springs? I have. No, I ate there with Dave Weikert and loved it. It's it's good and it's it? really really good. Like I just I wanted to throw that out there because people are always asking for restaurant recommendations. Um. But uh, and then I just I just did um, the lunch at um, Liberty Tree recently, and that's I love that we did that twice last yeah. time. Did you get that burger? That. No, I um, what what did Rachel got the? It was like a pasta salad, which was incredible. And you know, I always remember what everybody else eats, and I never remember what I eat. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's never that half, <laughs> never. I never pound. do. And people are just like, well, really? It's just a burger. I'm like, no, it's a restaurant quality, like half mm-hmm. pound of meat on a Kaiser roll burger. Like you don't know how rare this is in Disney. Like none of the restaurants have that. And it's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, but okay. So what are the lounges that you guys have access to? And it, uh, you know, we talked about the discounts. So lounges are another thing that are, are is pretty big with DVC, right? Yeah. DV- we, I, <laughs> Not to sound uh, pretentious or anything, but we have access to some of the coolest lounges on property. Um, probably, uh, I'll start with the one in Epcot. Um, back, you know, uh, back where Figment is, our, our our beloved Figment, who my wife still wears her shirt. You know, every trip says "Save Figment" on it. Um, we we have a, we have a lounge upstairs to where we can go up. There's uh, there's soda machines. There's coffee. There's video games for the kids to play, nice. um, just you know, chairs to, to kind of hang out and relax. You can charge your phones. You can do things like that. Just kind of get out of the heat a little bit. It's a cool view of, um, of Epcot up from up there. Um, but, yeah, we have that. But the, the, the creme de la creme of, uh, of DVC lounges is top of the world. Uh, Jason and I did that one. Jason took me up there one time. It was unbelievable. It's got a better view than the California Grill. A hundred percent. Yeah, it, it does. And just the fact that like you can sit inside uh, and, and you can have some some drinks, you can have also some appetizers, things like that. They do have a little bit of food. But when you go out and they pump the music in right there yeah. and you can watch, um, you know, Happily Ever After or Hallow Wishes or, you know, whatever time of the year you're down. Oh, that is the place. And I. If there's a reason to spend 18 grand, that's one of them. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> have have you guys have you guys watched Happily Ever After from one of those locations yet? No. I have. I, I well, I watched it from California Grill. How was um, it from California Grill? Because with the projections, I'm just kind of like I don't know if watching it from afar would really get the full you so know. The problem Yeah, the problem was I hadn't seen it in the park yet. Oh, okay. So like I'm listening to it and like it, it's weird, man. Like I, happily ever after for me now has and I, I was I had my picket sign like out out front of Magic <laughs> Kingdom like no no we won't you know like yeah. doing the whole thing with bring wishes. back wishes. But oh my gosh, man! Like the more I watch that show, 
the more it gets me. It's like, a, it's just it, it's not even a show. It's it's one of that and Star Wars are two of like the like I can you can only call it a spectacular. Like it yeah. it is a fireworks spectacular. I was so amazed by it. Like tears in my eyes. Like yeah. <laughs> when they have like that like that super awesome like punch each other in the face fight scene montage and then the yep. castle's all destroyed and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too into spoilery territory, but like the thing that happens at the end of Friend Like Me, I'll I'll just say oh. that. You're just like, did that really just happen? Because like it looks so real. Uh, Jason, what do you think of it? Well, we we um I'm gonna catch heat for this one. We uh, we watched it from the Polynesian because oh. uh, they had the Christmas parties, uh, or not the Christmas parties. They had what the Halloween party every other day, and then um, the the night one night we were at Magic Kingdom, uh, something happened and we left. Huh. So I think it was just too crowded, and we were like, let's just go back, let's go back to the resort. So we watched it from the beach. Guys, I didn't sit and watch it up close, and I, I'm really regretting it. You have to. I really am. Justin, what were you about to say? I'll tell you. So the last time we were, we were there last week, and my daughter, I'm holding her, and it's going through all the songs. And it, I love that they threw Hunchback in there. Right? I love that they threw – oh, oh, God. I love that they threw Hercules in there. Yes. It's like oh. – Tarzan. And Tarzan, yeah. Phil yeah. And she's music. going through – and my little five-year-old is sitting there, like half asleep in my arms. But then she wakes up and she starts singing the songs to me. I was a mess. Yeah. I mean, I was a mess. My wife looks at me and she's like, "Are you okay?" Like I just talked to Jason on the phone, talk like we're talking guy talk, like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, I'm just a blubbering mess. And uh, it, it, I can't even describe to people what that show can do emotionally yes. to somebody. If you've been invested in Disney all your life, mm-hmm. then it's just it it just tears at the heartstrings at so many points. I, I just I really like you touched on it, but I love how they pull from like classics or little known Disney movies, like ones that don't really get any love anywhere anymore. Like when the stained glass windows appeared on there and Quasi is like climbing all over the castle, like I had tears in my eyes because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I also love the fireworks that they employ are just so wonderful. Like in the Moana sequence, when the fireworks mm-hmm. are actually like the spiral symbol, I was yeah. amazed by that. Or like, yeah. I think there's smiley faces at one point during like friend like me or something like that. Or yeah. Just some... Yeah. If, if they had just, if they had just thrown in Walt. Yes. That's the only thing that shows missing. If yeah. they had just thrown in Walt or thrown in Mickey, I would have. It, I I would have been. They, people would have carried me out of the park. I would have been like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> that's I what, can't do anything else. And that's why I don't like Once Upon a Time replacing Celebrate the Magic because it doesn't have that Walt button at the end, which was always yep, like yep. the ah okay, like that was like the feel good moment of it. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> again, we got off topic. But yeah, like watching. <laughs> The the fireworks view from top of the world is I mean you can't beat it it's the the only the only fireworks experience that I had that comes anywhere near that was at California Grill I went on the far observation deck and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wishes is ha- it was the last time I ever saw wishes because it was so perfect I'm like I'm never seeing wishes again because I knew it was closing wishes is going on here and then behind me Star Wars and Illuminations are going off. Oh yeah. See, that's the cool part from up there is you have a 360 view of the mm-hmm. property. So like if you catch it at the right time, 
you can get like multiple shows going on. Yeah, if it's at, the right, the if it's time. the right night, like. Yeah, yeah, it's the right night. I mean, I can see illuminations and the Star Wars fireworks if I go into the clubhouse of my apartment. Um, but I mean, like, there's just something about watching it from Top of the World or from California Grill. It's just, it's indescribable. And they're pumping yeah, in the music. Yeah. And though I, one thing I always tell people, um, you know, if you're not a DVC member, you can't watch from from Top of the World. The boat dock, the ferry boat dock at the TTC is a much better view than the Polynesian beach. If, yeah, because Polly's, Polly's mm-hmm. blocked a little bit by all the bungalows and yep. everything. And it's, oh, it's also blocked by trees because like when you sit on that, when you, I don't know the last time you guys been to the TTC, but from that dock, you have a picture perfect view mm-hmm. of the front of Main Street, the train station and the castle. You can even see some of the, not in perfect detail, but you can see some of the projections from there too. And they pump the music right. in there as well. So like for 4th yeah, I've, I've I'm thinking about going in there for 4th right. of July. I haven't been over there because uh, we, like like I said, like we don't drive to Magic Kingdom a lot. Yeah. Um, just because of the, like what you were saying, two hour wait to get back, things like that. Yeah, it's atrocious. But um, what the one cool thing about DVC is with if you're staying at the Poly is you're staying right next to ticket transportation. Oh, so, so you walk over even. So you don't even do two monorails. You just walk over ticket transportation and then you take a monorail to Epcot. Instead of taking a monorail all the way around and then jumping, you know, jumping monorails there. I think that's something that people don't realize when they stay at the Polynesian is that there is a walking path, a very short walking path to get to the TTC from the Polynesian. Yeah. And the security there, it's you're going through the shortest line you'll go on on property. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. You're absolutely right. Um, so, yeah. Um, and so then there you guys get special events as well, right? Like there are DVC events throughout the year, like like rare character events and stuff like that. Well, we have. Um, is there photo photo? Is there any? Oh, yeah, there is. A, there is. A, is there a DVC photo um, spot? There, there was. I don't know yeah, if it's still there or not. I know, that, you know, the AP, um, the AP photo spot still there in Epcot. Okay. Uh, I think Kevin, isn't it? it I'm, I'm guessing. I mean. Um, which one is that? Is that the one with, um, Mickey one, and Goofy? It was oh, a, yeah. The, it's either Mickey, Mickey West. and Goofy or mm-hmm. Minnie and Pluto. Yeah. 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 No, that, that still exists. Yeah. So, um, but some of the cool things we, well, I mean, we do get is, uh, we get special merchandise. Um, we also, it, on the cruises, which we are big, big fans of in our house. Um, every time you get on board, you get a party. Now it's a party to sell you more points. <laughs> of course it is. I'll, but I'll tell you this: if anyone is getting ready to do a Disney cruise, and you aren't a DVC member, the absolute best place you can buy is on a Disney cruise. And here's why: you're going to get all of the perks you get if you bought on Disney property, but you're also going to get a nice little stateroom credit. Oh, on your room. That's. Mm, okay that's a good perk so you're so you're gonna get a few hundred dollars uh just tagged on that you wouldn't get if you were just staying on disney property so what we did for example is we own at bay lake own at bank at grand floridian but we're wanting to add on points at boardwalk through resale which dvc now offers resale through through disney and so what we did on this previous uh cruise that we were on was we went and put our names on the 
on the resale list. And yet, but if that comes through, we will still get those credits towards a future cruise. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Now, is there like a DVC like entry into the ship? Cause you said like when you enter the ship, there's like a party or something. There's like a private entrance into there's, the ship or there's, there's not, no, they, they, uh, whenever you come in, the first thing you'll see, if you're going out Port Canaveral straight to the left, after you go through security, um, is the D- two DVC guests will, or, or, or cast members will greet you and you'll get your DVC lanyard. Um, and then you'll go through, th- through the natural thing. But the cool part is they are out every single night. And if it's an at sea night, then you can stop and you get a gift. So you'll oh. get a hat one. You get a hat one night. You get a bracelet one night that lights up, DVC bracelet type of uh, uh, you know, kind of the um, the rubber bracelets, um, pins some nights, things like that. But yeah, you can stop and and they do the 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 Walton Lily, um, um, picture of them on the cruise, oh, the no. cruise ship. Oh, that would make um, me break. <laughs> yeah. So so you get you get all those every night, uh, on at sea nights, and then um. The one cool thing, I don't, I, I don't know how many cruises they do this on, but uh, this past cruise we did, it was, it was a 14-nighter, and they, instead of doing, like, multiple gifts, they did the hats, which they always do, but the, and they change yearly, which is cool, cool to collect the hats, but they, um, they also, they did a party instead of giving out a bunch of gifts to where it was, uh, it was free alcohol, free kind of hors d'oeuvres for an hour. And you got wow. to go, and the cap, the captain was there, and you got to hang out with him and talk and do all that. So it's just they, they. I tell you what it is. Once you've invested in DVC, Disney knows your family to them, right? And so, so they are going to go out of their way to make sure you're taken care of. It's funny because like DVC, they really roll out the red carpet for you guys. Like, and it's because a lot of like other annual pass holders down here, and I, we talk all the time about how like. Like it feels sometimes like we're like Disney thinks we're freeloaders, like yeah, because there's not a lot of benefits to annual pass holders at Disney, not even really at Universal either. <clears throat> SeaWorld rolls out the red carpet for annual pass holders, and their annual passes they have are, to. Yeah, they're they so have to. their pa- annual passes <laughs> are so dirt cheap. It's like you might like, there's no reason to not have one. Like for a Florida resident, it's zero dollars down and like fifteen bucks a month, and you get the water park. We buy them just we buy them just for the discount at Discovery Cove, like the, like the amount of the annual pass pays for the discount at Discovery Cove. I mean, when you pay, when you don't pay monthly, is it even three hundred bucks for? Uh... No, 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 no. I, uh, no. I got the, the last time I did it, I got two passes for one hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, it's insane. They're in trouble. <laughs> big trouble. Yeah, I think actually I heard a rumor that they're being like another company's buying them, like they're being sold again. Um, they are adding the Sesame Street place and the Sesame place in there though, which, um, you know, that'll, that'll be what saves them. The, the, mm. the, the you know, um, all right. So anything else you guys want to add before we close up shop for the night? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Um, not at all. I've had, I had a great, I got a first look at Listen, I, I am sitting here and I, I've got a uh, theater view of, of two guys talking and, and Kevin and Justin, and I'm just enjoying the show. I'll be honest with you. It was nice to just shut up and listen to you guys talk. Uh, this was a really fun show. I really enjoyed having you guys on. And, you know, you guys are welcome back on the show anytime. Um, you know, you, once you're once you're on the show, you're part of the Two Men in the Mouse family. And you guys, if you're even in the if you're in the Facebook group, and we have the, the Two Men in the Mouse community is such a tight knit community, and I'm really glad that you know you guys have been a part of it for a while, and I'm I'm honored to have you guys on the show here tonight. Thank you so much for coming in. You know what's funny, Kevin, is uh, Two Men in the Mouse is the way Jason and I met. 
Oh, was it really? Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah. I love hearing so, that. Yeah. So uh, it's uh yeah, it's an honor to be here tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh yeah, guys, if if uh if you want to catch um catch three dads just kind of chatting about Disney, come check us out over at Disney Dads Podcast. Um DisneyDadsPodcast.com or uh at Disney Dad Podcast on Facebook. So we hope to see you soon. Awesome, awesome. Oh, and can I can I do one more plug, Kevin? Please go for it. One big thing on the show is we love, love, love when uh, uh, someone calls in, or kids call in, and they leave a wish and they on our number. And Justin, you can give the number here in a second. And all you gotta do is call in and and, and leave the wish. And uh, we'd like to add those at the end of the show. And it's uh, something that um, uh, kind of hits uh, in any parent in the feels. And um, I'm pretty proud of that. So please uh, take it, take advantage of that. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, our, our our number is three one seven WDW Dads. Uh, three one seven WW Dads. Easy, easy enough. Um, it'll go to voicemail and uh, leave us a voicemail. We'll we'll we will play it on a show. Um, we'll play your wish. We'll play your kids' wishes. Because uh, it doesn't have to be a Disney wish. Because every wish is personal to to whoever right. whoever's listening. And so uh, yeah, give us a call three one seven WDW Dads, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Awesome. Uh, well, again, guys, I, I really appreciate you guys coming in and sharing this knowledge with us. I hope that the audience learned something from this. And, uh, well, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to my two co-hosts once again. And, of course, thank you to our good friend Pete, who is busy packing and getting ready to, you know, make that big, long drive down. Hopefully he doesn't stop at south of the border and get, you know, cheap fireworks and whatnot. <laughs> but... Um, uh, folks, if you like our good friend Peter Mandel, please check him out over at Rogue Comics. Uh, you can find that at 105 North Union Avenue in Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Uh, it is the mecca of geek of geekdom in the Cranford, New Jersey area. Uh, check him out or check out RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store where he usually has some Vinylmations or some um, you know Funko Pops up there. A lot of them are Disney themed, so check it out. Uh, if you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, please, or you Universal Orlando, please look up our good friend and sponsor Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Also, folks, if you are uh, vacationing in Walt Disney World and you are looking for a crib or stroller for your little ones, please check out our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com, who will deliver a perfect crib or stroller right to your Disney resort. And for me, folks, uh, my new book, Ross and Auntie Rise of the Dragon Lord, drops on December the 5th. We are very, very excited for it. Pre-orders are currently available. Um, you can find it uh, on my Facebook page at Facebook.com. Uh, slash Kevin J. Kessler author, or you follow me on Twitter at Kevin J. Kessler, and you can find the pre-order for uh, Rise of the Dragon Lord at mybook.to slash Rosinanti Rise. Um, and you can also find uh, the first book in the series, Rosinanti, right now just for 99 cents. So thank you guys so much for indulging me in that. Um, and uh, so, folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Uh, Jason, any closing words? No, thank you. I appreciate it. It was an honor to be here, Kevin. I appreciate it, too. Justin, any closing words? No, I just want to say thanks. Uh, as a listener from OSO1, it's a pleasure to be uh, be on the 151st episode. Thank you guys so much. Uh, please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. 
Thank you for traveling with us.